Hey guys, you're listening to the Fit Free and Happy Podcast, episode number one. My first guest today talks all about her path to a healthy gut and the struggles she experiences along the way. We also dig into how yoga teacher training turned into more, going full on gray, and living a debt-free life for her and her family. Melissa Ginling is a longtime friend, former colleague, and constant peer who I just adore. She's vibrant and keeps it real, which is exactly who I can get down with. Mama to two young boys and a hard-ass working woman, she opens up about what life has been like for her over these past few years. The takeaway? Just do what's right for you. Enjoy! issues that you were having and some brain fog that you were dealing with and I know that you were moving towards doing some like testing and researching Mm -hmm. kind of tell me about where you're netted out at this point I remember the last time we really talked about this was at your first fitness festival oh yeah and I saw you and like was in tears because I was so frustrated about Yeah, about not being able to eat what I wanted to eat because I felt like it was impacting my body. And so that's been a year, right? And um, so backing up just a little bit, my youngest is four and a half. And after you get done breastfeeding, lots of women describe feelings of waking up where you were in this fog before, you stop breastfeeding, and then all of a sudden like things become clear again. Mm -hmm. Well, after Abbott, I never really woke up. And so it took me a long years to realize that I was kind of like walking through mud all the time. And I came to the conclusion that I was like, wow, I feel really foggy, but I didn't have the words for that. I kept calling it like mental fatigue or I can't think. Or when I look out of my eyes, it just, I can't see straight. I can't think straight. Like you and I would be talking and I I wouldn't be able to comprehend what you're saying. Oh, wow. It was intense. And now I have words for it. And those words are, it felt like I was wearing a bag over my head Mm. all the time. I had headaches. I was really, really, really tired. And, um, I just couldn't, I couldn't make sense of things. I can't, I really still do. I struggle to remembering things. Oh, really? I write everything down. And so, um, I went through this big journey to figure that out. And it started a lot with food. And I did a couple Whole30s, which mm-hmm. was helpful. But one thing that I really, really noticed was in my Whole30s, I would still have good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. I would have a very, very clear day. Like like how you're supposed to feel in a Whole30, you're supposed to have tiger blood mm-hmm. and feel very, very clear. But I would still have incredibly foggy days. So I knew that it was either deeper than food or there's something else at play. Yeah. Process of elimination. That seems like it. I, I think about process of elimination and some things that I'm going through personally, and, and it seems like an exhausting thing to even think about, because how long do you go, how long do you, like, progress through this thing, right? the food journey? Like Years. How, how long did you do it? Years. So my first Whole30 was in 2016, and then my second one was in 2017, fall of 2017. I had just saw you. Yeah. I had got done with my, my Whole30 and realized there was still issues. I yeah. thought Whole30 was going to solve it. And then I <clears throat> did a clean gut diet, which is way more strict than Whole30 um, about 90 days ago. Who was, oh, oh it's, yeah, who was that through? Um, I can't remember the name of the author. I feel like that's something I should probably be prepared with. But it's if you Google clean gut. Yeah. It, there's a book yeah, I'll get it and resources. You. Yep. And so um, I did that way more strict. And one thing that I noticed um, very clearly is that gluten mm-hmm. and red meat gave me pretty severe brain fog. And oh, wow. So did it take you through like step one, remove these things from your diet? Yes. 21 oh. days. That 21 days I removed 
everything, everything you could possibly want to eat, mm. gone. The only things I could eat were pretty much vegetables, fish, and nuts. I remember your Instagram. Yeah. I, I documented a lot of it. I felt amazing. I, I don't think I've ever felt so good in my Port whole life. Were you hungry? Oh, I was starving. Starving. <laughs> uh, were you still working out? <laughs> yeah, I was. Because I can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's hard. Right. Um, yeah, so I want to talk about kind of the workouts that you were doing along the whole way. But, yeah. Um, what kind of eater were you before all of this? Really good. So the, the two whole 30s that we had done in the past had really taken us along this food journey where we were pretty good eaters. Like we ate a fair amount of protein, always have um, plants on our plate, and um, we often didn't eat dairy that much. Not that that's terrible, it just wasn't a thing in our diet. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I did eat sweets, but it was very much in moderation, like um, some chocolate, or if mm -hmm. I go to the birthday party, I'm gonna eat the birthday cake. Yeah. But we don't have things sitting around. Yeah. My husband um, loves cooking mm -hmm. and is extraordinarily good at it. And so he makes almost all of our meals from scratch even before this. So there wasn't much of a big lifestyle shift in order to get to this point for us, which is the challenge for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. They weren't as far along, far along the process as I was. Yeah. And so I saw a functional medicine doctor um, because my traditional medicine doctor uh, ran some blood tests, mm -hmm. including thyroid, yeah. just general panel, and everything was fine. And she said, you must be depressed. Mm. And so I was like, listen, I'm not depressed. You know what's making me depressed? Feeling like this every single day. Right. And so she told me, all right, my vitamin B was low. Um, and that she did a vitamin B supplement. Um, at first they gave me the shot that didn't work. My functional medicine doctor gave me a vi vitamin B supplement that did help with the brain fog. Didn't clearly get rid of it, so, but it helped. So you were just, you, when you said it helped with the brain fog, mm -hmm. like you could remember things or you could just, you could think of the next step in a conversation or what? I could, yeah. Um, I could think of the next step in a conversation. I didn't have such like fatiguing headaches. Mm -hmm. I was able to sleep better. Um, and it just didn't feel like I was living in this bubble. And I've also discovered through the process that brain fog is one part of it. Mm -hmm. And then there's also something that I know coined is in existence out there, but I can feel a differentiation is brain, um, inflammation. And so what I describe brain fog is what I talked about earlier, but brain inflammation feels like I'm wearing a helmet. Ooh. So it feels like I can feel my brain. Yeah. Like when we're sitting here, I know for a fact, unless you have a headache, you can't feel your brain. I know. It feels like there's not enough space for my brain. Oh my. But that's not the fogginess. There's two completely different, like different feelings of those two. And yeah. I was looking to get down to the bottom of, First, the fog, because that was debilitating at some level. Mm -hmm. And then, all right, the brain inflammation is uncomfortable, and it feels like it shouldn't be yeah, there. Yeah, you've got the pressure. That's probably where the headaches are coming from, Exactly. Right? And so, I mean, you're a talker. Yep. You've got to do that for your job. Yep. And I can only imagine how that felt. It's really hard. It's really hard. And so, despite... I have eliminated gluten. <clears throat> I have eliminated red meat. I go to bed at, like, 9 o'clock. Mm. Versus uh, what would you used to go to bed? Uh, not too late, like 10, 10 30. Yeah. But still, the hour, the night, or the 90 minutes yeah. really made mm -hmm. a difference. I eat extraordinarily well, and I really have to manage my energy. And that's the point of the talking, mm -hmm. right? I am a talker. I am not as much anymore. Um, if you would meet me today versus you knowing me for a decade, you would notice a difference. Mm -hmm. um, I have to be on the phone between four and six hours a day. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. So in the and you manage your schedule so you can pretty much say um, I'm at limit at this point. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Um, so yeah, it's it is managing life. Yeah. And that helps with the fog. Um, food helps with the fog. But I mean. I don't feel as foggy as I did when I started this process, but it is still there. And so that was 90 days ago? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's still there. Mm -hmm. What do you think your next step is going to be? Well, um, right now, I, I did a bunch of, I did a 
bunch of blood tests, nothing, nothing showed up. Thyroid is fine. Mm -hmm. There's some highs and some lows, but an endocrinologist won't see me. Um, and so a couple different things. I am currently seeing an Eastern medicine doctor Mm -hmm. that really focuses on the energy in your body and, um, opening up pathways and taking herbs. I'm also seeing my therapist Mm -hmm. to see if maybe what's going on in my head could be a symptom of it because, Mm -hmm. um, yes, where my, my medicine doctor, my MD said, you might be depressed. Do I think I'm depressed? No, I don't. Do I think I'm anxious? I sure do. Uh So what, right. I cleaned up my food. I did the tests. Now, how can I control what's going on in my head? And I don't want to use the word control. Um, I think it's a bad word, but be mindful, use my energy, meditation, therapy, think about things differently. Manage it. Manage it. Yeah. And I don't think it's a problem. I just think that it is probably impacting me more than maybe somebody else. Yeah. <clears throat> so are all these folks local that you're seeing? This Eastern mm-hmm. medicine doctor? I mean, yeah. That sounds like something that you have to go out to like California for. She was a family practitioner, um, traditional medicine, and uh, started to get educated in um, Eastern management of... Um, of their practices and now incorporates the both of them in her work. So what, it, what does Eastern medicine mean? Is it like the natural way of it's, healing your body? It's more natural. It is, I'm not an expert on this. So if somebody's listening that is an expert on this, <laughs> they can totally call me on this. But the way that they look at healing is through um, the pathways in your body. Mm-hmm. And so their philosophies are, if there's something wrong in your body, like your gut, there's a pathway that's blocked. Mm-hmm. So you are working on unblocking those pathways to let your chi or um, your energy move through your body. And so this is why practices like acupuncture are important. Mm-hmm. Practices like meditation and tai chi are important mm-hmm. because what you're doing is you're managing the energy in your body. Sounds like we'll have to have another chat after it's you a little, that. It's a little woo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, no, it's cool. I think, I think that, I think a lot of people stop and don't know what their options are. Mm-hmm. And so you're willing to kind of take it a lot further than a lot of people probably would. I believe in the mind-body connection. Yeah. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people need to consider those things mm-hmm. because like you said, your, your MD can only take you so far. Right. And, you know, I have my own personal journey with, you know, like arthritis and a bunch of other crap. Yeah. And my MD could only take me so far. So I moved on. Right. So you just got to like continue to, and you know, there's different opinions too. So that's right. That's exactly right. And, you know, my MD was after the tests failed, she was going to do um, a sleep study, which was going to be a thousand dollars. And I, maybe the sleep study would have helped, but I think that the root, there's a root of you not being able to sleep. Yeah. And then if that didn't work, she was going to do an MRI. Yeah. And that's just looking at everything, right? Yeah. Now, in a year, if I had like a brain tumor or something, I'll be like, boy, I sure would have wish I went to the AMD. Yeah. But yeah. there was nothing leading us to believe that there was anything that was worth that level of testing. Yeah. And so that's why I went functional and functional didn't, functional medicine, meaning um, really looking at the root cause with your, with your food. Um, that exposed some things, but now I just have to take it to the next level. Yeah. Well, we'll chat more. Yeah. Because I want to know more about it's crazy. how that rolls. Um, yeah. I'm all about, you know, when I got into my 30s, I was I wanted to continue education in a lot of ways. I wanted to self-improve, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that people can look at as a self-improvement type that's right. of tool. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope things continue to improve Thanks. for you. I mean, I, I, I can say that the way that you eat seems hard mm-hmm. and it probably is for a lot of people. I like French fries. I like I pizza. Too. I like chips and cheese. Mm-hmm. It, it seems as if you have to completely change your lifestyle. So eating out, is that even an option for you? Um, it's really, really difficult. Um, just the other night I wanted pizza. Yeah. Not gluten-free pizza. Yeah, like the I real wanted deal. Giordano's <laughs> deep dish pizza so bad. I yeah. can feel it in my soul, yeah. right? And turns out, um, I wanted junk food. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And turns out Qdoba's gluten-free. Most of Qdoba's gluten-free. And I was like, I'm going to go to Qdoba and I'm going to 
eat the heck out of that queso and have a Coke. So yeah, we do eat out very, very rarely, but I travel for work mm-hmm. and it's yeah. very difficult. It's I'm very sure. difficult. I have to put a lot of effort and a lot of energy. Researching the menu. Researching where we're going to go, trying to be in control of the food, talking to receptionists about a gluten-free option. Da, da, da. So uh, it's it's definitely more energy than I would really like to spend on it, for yeah. sure. Gluten-free is like the new thing now, it, though. It, so it's, it's, thank it's, goodness. it seems to be available. It is very much places. available. It's like, okay, here's a menu with all the great things, and then here's your menu with the <laughs> seven things that you're allowed to eat. And you're like, oh, good, broccoli. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I have gluten-free options before like I will choose that over other options on a menu Um, it keeps me way healthier on the road I will say that because the temptations on the road because you're so stressed from it it's so easy to eat junk and I don't now and I feel it in my health which is a a benefit that I never would have seen coming you've got to say that I remember traveling too and you can get super unhealthy you can really quickly really easily Yep. You're like, yeah, all the appetizers, yes, please. Exactly. All, all the, the wine. Food. Yeah, all the wine. I literally was going to say that. <laughs> no, it's the worst. It's but, the worst. Um, well, keep going. Yeah. What is this juice thing you're drinking? Oh, yeah. So, uh, my husband, so um, you asked me earlier, were you hungry? Not only do I happen to be the hungriest person alive, but now I, um, I eat natural carbs and not bread. And so it's very difficult for me to stay full. Yeah. And so we um, eat three full meals a day. When I say full, like we eat a full breakfast every morning. But many times, especially because we work out, we do smoothies. And so um, this has got probably, my husband made it, so I don't fully know. But there's um, cacao in here and mm-hmm. nut butter and probably some aptogens, um, aptogens meaning ashwagandha and, and roots like that. Um, and then probably some sort of n- alternative nut milk and ice and maybe a banana. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Do you, do you meal prep? This is a thing. Do you meal prep your stuff for the week? Um, my husband does meal, do you, not like what two working parents would do. So I um, work for a software company and I have the the pleasure to be able to work from home most of the time with travel. My husband is a nurse, but he, he works what is called supplemental, which is um, probably two to four times a month. So he does not meal prep like two working professionals would because mm-hmm. we don't have to. Yeah, your schedule's he, different. Yeah, but he always has things on hand. He always has chopped anything. Anything that you need to chop, it's pre-chopped. Like, you could go in my refrigerator now. He just wants to do that? Yeah. I'm just going to do this for the Chopped apples, chopped potatoes, chopped onions, chopped everything is in always. So if he's just chopping something, he just chops a bunch of it and just continues to put it in the refrigerator. Do you find that doing that, you actually use those... Because mm. I will buy an apple and it'll go bad because mm. I'm just staring at the apple. I'm like, I gotta do the work to cut that apple. And um, I mean, it's not a lot to cut an apple, but it's just an example. No, that's no, that's a good question, and I actually don't know the answer since he's in charge of it. However, because we have kids and You're we make eating. them eat, the, what do you want for a snack? Nuts or fruit? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> there, there's your options. Those are your options, and so we eat a lot of um, apples with nut butter. So no, things do not go uneaten in our house. And so your kids eat the same way as you guys? Um, We do alter their meals slightly. Um, We deconstruct everything that we eat for them. So if we have a stir fry, Mm -hmm. they have the, the chicken, the green beans in their separate little containers on their on their plate the rice yeah and then probably something kid-friendly so they might eat the mac and cheese but we don't eat the mac and cheese do you buy like the Velveeta mac and cheese or you're buying like the organic Annie's of course I love the organic Annie's and you know what I will find that I buy it for myself because my daughter does not eat it Mm -hmm. and she may like off my fork yeah a couple of noodles right I'm like oh this is so good yeah yeah it's we do have we do have kid food. We do have chips. Like we we have those things. My favorite things right now are plantain chips and, and guacamole. Like I I binge on plantain chips and guacamole. It's my new thing. So it's like that's the kind that of stuff. like a good alternative. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I big, think it's fantastic. I'm a big tortilla chip fan. Like I'll go the corn or flour. Or whatever. Do you the, have you tried siete chips? No, I don't. No, I don't know. They're corn, um, no corn, no grain chips. Okay. So they're allergen friendly and they are. Delicious. So where do you get that? Like Kroger? Um, I think you can get them at Meyer, but we do a lot of our shopping at Meyer, Whole Foods, and Georgetown Market. We're on the west side. Okay. So Georgetown Market's right down the street. Okay. All right. They sell them in those places. I'm always intrigued by like 
do you really eat that way all the time? All the time. And no, it's good. It's good to yeah. know. And I mean, but you have, but you, you will plug in every now and again mm-hmm. an alternative. So yeah, and, and I also learned through the process too when we eat what. So when I said I give up, I gave up red meat. We also don't eat protein in the evenings anymore because what I was observing about my body is that I was processing protein slowly, mm-hmm. which I think was a contributor to the brain fog. Now, I feel like this is all fluid, right? Like in a month or two, I'll, I'll probably reintroduce protein in the evening just to see if it still has that impact. It's a whole process of elimination. It is. Thing. It's, a, it's a deal. It's it a is. journey and it's lengthy, but it was worth it to you. Yep. So. And so you probably wrote it all down because you said you write everything down. Yep. I, we, we journaled a lot of it. Probably not as much as we should, but um, kept a log of what was working and what's not. And right now, because you, have, you get fatigue... We're just going with what's working. So protein at lunch, only lunch, plant-based dinners, sometimes with fish, mm-hmm. plant-based breakfast, um, tons and tons of eggs, and we're just going to stick with this until it's time to make a change, which we'll probably do it until about spring. So if somebody was having... <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> so if somebody was having their own issues and maybe maybe it's where did you think it was going i thought it was going to go i thought it was going to be something if they're not cooking what you can eat oh well tell me i mean i bring my own food everywhere i was just are you so you're that girl that like has her own tupperware pulls it out and like just starts and does anybody ever make a comment to you or do you just open it up and say hey guys i'm that girl um or you just let it happen you know me i call it out i know see but i'm tired of it yeah yeah and (laughs) you you just wait for somebody else to say it yeah and they do and though they do Oh, they do. Yeah. Any kind of um, offensive comments? How do you deal with it? No. um, Since gluten-free is a fad, then I get, um, what's the word? Uh, I I can't think of the word right now, where they're like suspect of Mm -hmm. my intentions, Mm -hmm. right? And I get it. Like, um, I get it. But, so I get a lot of questions about that and questions about how do how do you eat like that and it's it's crazy yeah I mean I can imagine that some people are like eye rolling Mm -hmm. or but almost to the point where they're probably like I wish I had that discipline maybe you know maybe I I I I truly believe like going back to the self-improvement like everyone has an opportunity to change the way that they eat and Mm -hmm. you're just willing to do that Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I do remember you come showing up to because we used to work together yep. and you showed up to a meeting with a client with some poopy green juice. St- <laughs> I ran into them at Burger Fuel a couple weeks ago. Who and they had, brought it up. They brought it up. That was this 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 time that Angie's talking about was I was pregnant. So I oh yeah had to have been at least six years ago. Oh yeah, I was on a green juice kick, and the reason I was on a green juice kick is I was trying to eliminate coffee. And I felt like the green juice gave me the energy boost that I needed to replace the coffee because I knew I was going to get pregnant again. Yeah. So I was doing the coffee elimination prior to the pregnancy. I would bring my green juice to a client meeting. They would give me so much crap about it. I saw them at Burger Fuel. By the way, Burger Fuel has gluten-free buns and they have a really wonderful vegetarian burger. I love their And food. I ran into this customer and who's not a customer anymore. Obviously, it's been six years. They gave me crap about it. <laughs> I remember it. I mean, <laughs> you know, normal green. It wasn't like in a bottle that was no, it branded. Was like, it, it was your jar, just like this. Mason yes. jar. But I love that. You know, just own it. Yeah. Just own it. And respect the people next to you that decide to not eat yeah. the fried Chick-fil-A, which is also delicious. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's the only thing you ever eat at a conference meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of respect. Those. I'm going to respect their food choices, yeah. and I expect them to respect my expect them to respect my food choices for real. Yeah. So right on. Cool. Okay. Well, let's segue. Yeah, yeah. Also around this time, um, and maybe it was post, right? Like you got into teacher training. I saw mm. you, we went to work out together at NapTown yeah. with Swift and. Mm-hmm. You said, by the way, I'm taking teacher training. I'm like, I, I freaking love that because mm-hmm. you're, I mean, you work full time, mm-hmm. you know, you're a mom. I never considered you like to, I never considered you to like quit your job to be a yoga teacher. And that's right. not what you're doing. No. Nope. You, even at the time you said, I'm not doing it to actually teach it. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing it to improve my practice. Yes. And deepen whatever else it is that you had going on. So right. I want to know a little bit more about Yes. That. So I did yoga teacher training at Practice Indy who is associated with NapTown. 
um, fitness. Snaptown also has a CrossFit gym and a Swift gym. Swift is like kind of like a boot camp. It is a lighter version of CrossFit, if you will, without the barbell. 45 minutes 45 for a workout, which is it's awesome. Is that the workout that you do? Swift is what I primarily do. I go through phases of dipping in and out of CrossFit. Yeah. I really, really like the barbell, but um, sometimes it's just hard to get in for an hour class or, um, or I'm not being consistent enough with mm-hmm. it. And it kind of changes my practice. So Swift is always something I can go back to and, and it, it, it treats me right. Um, yoga. I've been doing yoga since 2006. So we're going on 13 years and I did invokes first 30 day yoga challenge back in 2006. And the, the news interviewed me because it was like people were not, no, yoga yoga studios were not doing this. That's this a, is, that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. What and was so, the challenge? It was like every day, every day for 30 days. Okay. And I completed it. Uh, the news interview. I don't know. Do you have that clip? I, I, I think it's on clip. my parents' TiVo still. <laughs> How do you get it off TiVo? I don't know idea. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way. Please find and it. So, um, so I've been doing, and I, in full transparency, I've been doing yoga for the physical practice, um, which I think that had been. Um, I think that's why a lot of people do yoga, which is fine. Yeah. However, you end up in that studio or in that place or in those positions, I, I wouldn't. I don't care, right? And. Um, I've always kind of wanted to do teacher training, but I never wanted to do it for the right reasons. I thought it would, um, if I could figure out how to do a hour long practice in front of an entire class, I could see myself being better at public speaking. Oh, mm-hmm. So I thought kind of like the way that people take improv classes to better them at public speaking, I thought yoga teacher training could kill what two birds with one stone. Better at my job, learn more about yoga. Uh-huh. I am so glad I never did teacher training for that reason. So because so you stop so you, so, so I never you changed did. your mindset. Yeah, I never did it. And then um, so how long ago was that? Uh, pro- the, those thoughts probably five years ago. Probably when we were working together consistently. Mm-hmm. I always thought that would be really. I was you know. I don't super, even. I don't even know. We probably never even talked about what we did workout wise. Probably not. Probably not. And I think I was probably at a low point in my yoga practice during that period because I was at a high point in my career. Right. Yeah. So those things always kind of. It's so funny. Flow. And at that point, I wasn't about sharing my personal life with a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, you and I were close, and mm-hmm. you probably knew more about me than most folks that I worked with. But right now, I'm like all yeah. over the place. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so um, I just felt like I don't. Just the the this the cl- the clouds have kind of parted and. I had been watching these yoga teacher trainings go in and out of Practice Indie, and I was in the middle of a job change, and I recognized that I'm going to make this time and space for me, and I'm going to do this, and I don't know what it's going to bring, and I don't know really why I'm doing this. It feels like just now's the time. So uh, this just brought up a thought. Yep. When you and I met, I think you just left um, Exact Target, and we met mm-hmm. up on the circle just to kind of mm-hmm. jab, you know, whatever, catch up. And I think you were going through something. Mm-hmm. And you brought up yoga. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe you just go on like a yoga retreat or something. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, that I think that was kind of happening then? Yeah, I think that I was, <clears throat> I got back into a, a workout routine. So all the, we're going to talk about money in a second. But all of these things, health, yeah. physical, physical, taking care of my physical body and finances, all kind of came together in 2016 where mm-hmm. I was like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? I've got these kids. I've got this husband. I've got this big house. What am I doing? Right. And so I started to take my yoga practice really seriously. One, to recover after having two children. And then two, my teacher, Shannon, really started to influence the, how you think about it as a mental practice. Mm-hmm. And um, how it's more than just a physical, physical practice and how you connect your breath to your body. And it was, it was taking yoga to an, an education perspective to a level that I had never been exposed to before. And so, um, I knew that I was going to make space for myself in 2018. And this felt like a really wonderful way to invest in myself. Um, and it changed my practice. Like, I just remember sitting in there being like, I, I had, what was I I did not know how to, and first off, I'm one of those people It's like, if I like something, I'm going to research the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. Why had I not done more work to figure out 
what this really is and what it meant. And it's more just about a warrior one and warrior two. And so it just opened my eyes completely. So what did it, what did it do for you? Cause I, you know, I went to a yoga class the other day Yep. and, um, I do find myself like, you know, doing a grocery list yep. on occasion. Sure. But I try to, <clears throat> I try to zero in because it is a deeper practice. It is. I do tell people that yoga is a therapy. For sure. It's like if you are stressed, yoga. Yes. Try a hot room yoga yeah. at the same time. Or I also I also relate it to it's like church. It is. It's it, you know, I Yes. I will it, depending on the teacher mm-hmm. and what they're putting out there. I you know, you can find something that can relate That's to right. what they're saying and and it takes you it takes you inside mm-hmm. inside you know like like your thoughts it does and if you have the right teacher <clears throat> even if, if you have the right teacher to educate you even if you don't have the right teacher leading your practice mm-hmm. but if you're educated enough you can find the classes that bring you to that meditative state yeah. and for me the meditative state is slow holding those positions, mm-hmm. focus, um, not, not speed. Speed is some people's jam, but it's not mine. Yeah. And so there's a few teachers um, at Practice Indian around the city where it's just like we can just move with intention and connecting to our breath, and that allows me to clear everything out. And so everything out of my brain. Um, then the other side of me being able to clear everything out of my brain is CrossFit. Like mm-hmm. I look at that barbell and I think about every position that my body needs to be in in that moment and there is nothing left in my mm-hmm. head. And that's why I hate when I can't go to CrossFit because of work or time or my body's just stuck feeling it because it's so whatever. Um, the addition to that barbell does the same thing to me in a different way as yoga does. So I love that. So going back to the move with intention mm-hmm. and... Um, I, I learned a lot of this growing up um, as an athlete, just getting the proper training mm-hmm. to like, you know, do a squat a proper way. Yeah. So I really focus in on, are my knees over my toes? Yeah. I mean, just the basics, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You know, but I hear you when you say that because you really have to zero on. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're going to be there, be all there. And I'm telling you what, I just said that and I'm, I would have eye rolled that 15 years ago because mm-hmm. my coach in college used to say that all the time. And I'd be like, Oh, eye roll. Yeah, but if you're going to be so there, true. be all there yeah. and focus on your technique. Uh-huh. And it does take you out of your grocery list, your to-do list. And it, it trains your mind in a different way. Um, that relieves the stress that you may have felt from your nine to five. That's exactly right. And when you're doing yoga and you know about how you want to feel in your body and how you want to feel in your mind, the movements then change because then Mm -hmm. if you're going into a warrior and you're reaching back to exalt your warrior, you can feel that stretch from all the way from your elbow down to your hip. And you know that's where you're going to feel it. And that's where you want to feel it. Mm -hmm. And so you find that spot and you find release there and you know, it, it is all just about connecting to every part of your body and then finding the teachers that can lead you to that place. Yeah. Um, I know I've learned over the years, I, I can't do heat. It makes me want to escape, right? It's Whereas just another distraction it's for another you. Another distraction. Yeah. Yes, a lot of people can't. A lot of people can't do heat. I tried to do the hot room, but I was doing the hot room for, no offense to the hot room, um, but I was doing the hot room for the wrong reasons. I was trying to lose weight. It was mm-hmm. post-baby, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we all go through it. And then I was like, oh, I, I just, it's too hot. <laughs> it's just too hot. And then, so it's like the food. It's just a process of, elim- process of elimination and it is going to change. It is going to change. And that's, that's right. that is what I kind of base this whole business on. Yep. You know, it's, it's, I like to change. I like variety. <clears throat> I probably have punch passes at four different places around the city. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I spend my money on. Me too. And you may not be able to afford that, but try it at one place. And then when that runs out, you try it at another. That's right. um, For me, it's your body needs change. Your mind needs change. You just need different challenges. Mm -hmm. And I'm with you. Like, it is going to evolve. That's right. Um, And these these places welcome you back. Oh, they sure do. They, they sure do. They welcome you back no matter how long it's been or whatever. But And if they need to see you go because that's what is it is for your growth, then the right place and the right coach will let you move on to your journey. Yeah. Like, it's so important. It's so important. That's why I like Naptown a lot. 
Um, they have a re-entry program. If you're gone for a little bit, they pair you with a coach. And I, I've seen people come and go and come back, and it never, ever feels like that's... No, I love I love their place. See, I've never been like a uh, never been a member. Yep, like a you've had a punch pass, right? I've had a punch pass, uh-huh. and I I know Shannon. Mm-hmm. I know Peter. I know Jared. Yeah. Like those guys are so awesome. Mm-hmm. And I anytime I think of Naptown, I'm like their community is <sighs> off the chart. Off the chart. Yes. They're just they're loving people. They care about you, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. Like. If they if you need to go, they'll mm-hmm. encourage you to go. If you need to come back, they're they're high fiving you mm-hmm. and like welcome back. That's exactly, it's like right. you never left. So that's awesome. Um, so I'll get more information on the teacher training stuff yeah. that we took, and I'll put it up on the blog. That so sounds great. They're hosting another one. I am actually teaching now, and you're teaching. Yeah. So so it, what? So you told me you weren't going to teach. So what changed that? For well. You? Um, and what I'm teaching, too, is not what I practice, which is kind of... Well, I do. I, t- I teach a class at Practice Indy um, for athletes. And so we call it cr- casual yoga for CrossFitters. Yeah. But it's, one, accessible for anybody that wants to do yoga or is a beginner. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really accessible for those with immobile bodies. And so we are aiming to bridge the gap between the athlete and the yogi um, by being really, truly casual, right? In the beginning we do, we work on mobilizing our joints and then also doing some general mobility. There might be like a pretty relaxed flow Mm -hmm. and then also bringing yin yoga practices, which is a deep stretch and holding Mm -hmm. in order to change your, um, flexibility in your fascia and your joints and so that's what we focus on in the class. And I love to be able to connect. I know most of the people that walk into the door mm-hmm. through CrossFit. And I love to be able to watch them find the progression and talk to me about how they feel better afterwards. And it's not the mind-body connection that we were just talking to. It's yeah. about body improvement and self-care yep. and taking care of that what you're trying to improve, which is your muscles. But you have to balance it or that's when injuries occur. Yeah, no, I can see, um, and again, I'm just rewinding back to my athlete days, yeah. but like, I mean, I even now have tight hamstrings I'm sure. and my husband played hockey and he's mm. just like his whole body hurts. Yes. The yes. aging athlete is a thing. Oh, it's a thing. But I've also seen the folks that go to CrossFit and mm-hmm. Swift and it, they take it super serious and you're, mm-hmm. you're training your body in a different way when you're doing like a snatch. Or at a thirty-five, lift. or forty-five, exactly. or fifty-five. Exactly. And you need to you need to move your. You can't just do snatches. You right? can't. You can't. And just I, can't. I will suggest to anybody, even my own mom, who's in her sixties, like do something that'll move you. Mm-hmm. And yoga is such low impact, and, and there are so many different types. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's Yin yoga, there's mm-hmm. heated yoga, there's you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and I think in any way just just move those body parts that don't yeah. get the attention that they That's right. get through like mm-hmm. a heavy, a heavy, like high intensity mm-hmm. class or just sitting down all day. Right. Sitting down all day. That's another reason why you should come to my classes. If you sit down all day, forget the athlete. Yeah. If you sit all day. Yeah. You should be there too. You should be, you should just be a yoga if you sit all day. <laughs> I should. <laughs> I sit all day. I am a, the worst offender. Yeah. I sit all day. I have a standing desk. I sit all day. I'm to you. Is that standing desk? Yeah. You can move it up and down. Mm-hmm. Fully, fully.com. They're not paying me for giving this. No advertisements here, but I'm going to take a picture of that because it's got like some light up lights Mm -hmm. that go up and down. Okay, cool. Well, I love that. So I'm, I need to come to your yoga class. So I'll be signing up at Naptown. You should. Melissa Gimling. Sundays at 10. Um, Sunday, I think we're moving it to 11 to follow a pretty popular CrossFit class. So uh, yeah, you can just look at the 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 Naptown website and again you don't have to be going to crossfit nope you can just sign that's up right for the yoga course yeah okay cool so let's segue into the next topic which is um beauty is a big thing for me right oh, so yeah. like skincare is my thing yeah um because i didn't take really great care of my skin growing mm-hmm. up but you shared a really robust journey about your skin and i just appreciate the level of transparency that you Thanks. i've been knowing you since you started doing this yeah that's my journey mm-hmm. that is its own story to tell mm-hmm. but um Something that I've never considered, because you and I are about the same age. Yes. And do you mind sharing your age? No, I'm 36. Yeah. Oh, well. Am I? Yes. I am two years old. Oh, oh wow. So actually, we're not. So now my perspective has changed a lot now. Stop. Um, but, I mean, you're you're going gray. I am. You've I've, decided. And, and 
you know, I, I'm like, I'm fake blonde. Mm. If I didn't dye my hair, I'd be a little darker, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't see grays coming out, but my, sorry, Ash, but my younger sister's starting getting grays. You know, like it's just a thing. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to like not cover it up? (sighs) Yeah. Um, I've been, I found my first gray at like 19 or something. And my mom has been very, very gray since she was in her early thirties. So I knew it was coming for me Mm -hmm. at a very early age. And, um, I was influenced by society, by my hairdresser. My mom covered it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. It is just what you did. You just cover your gray. That's just it. And so I'm also inherently lazy when it comes to, uh, beauty and, and uh, maintenance of uh, my hair and my eyebrows and the things that you know you should you people just like a minimalist supposed to, to do. Any, and I have been my whole life yeah. in high school. I was the jeans and sweatshirt ponytail girl. Early I makeup. Still am. Mm-hmm. It yeah. doesn't change, right? It's rooted in my soul. So I the problem is is that instead of just because I travel for my job and I have a very busy job, I never make the appointments every eight weeks Mm -hmm. because I can never stick to them. Yeah. And so I would then salon chase. I had like four or five stylists on rotation that I would call to get in next week to get my grays dyed. This is the only opportunity. It's the only opportunity I have. And that's, that's just another, another thing to stress about. I'm going to a conference. Oh, I've got an inch of grays. I've got to get to the salon. And I was taking a week-long vacation, and of course, week-long vacation, and then I was going to a conference. And of course, I was chasing chasing the salon stylist to try to get some in somewhere, and somebody was doing me a favor and all these things. And I went to a wedding in upstate New York, and then we traveled to Vermont and did a little bit of an East Coast road trip, and I just saw lots of people there rocking their grays. Oh, yeah? And I was like, just after I, have a, I had an appointment, as soon as I get home, and then I'm going to this conference... And I was like, what am I doing? Look at all of these people here in Vermont being themselves. Yeah. And I barely wear any makeup. I am very vocal about who I am. Why What? Why would I dye my hair? And it's kind of funny because we're in the Midwest. Like, in the Midwest is more of a low-key type of It is, but everybody dyes region. their hair. Like, oh, yeah. The grays are not out in the Midwest. No. Despite, yeah. you know. And so it's just... It just it hit me. It slapped me in the face. I'm going through this. Yoga. I just got done with my yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. I feel my most authentic self. First time in a very long time. Why am I dyeing my hair? Yeah. So I stopped. And I'm at, let's see, I dyed it for the very last time in um, the roots in June. And then I went for some lightning highlights so I didn't have the line. You know, um, and so you can kind of see that the ends are are a little blondish, um, but it blends with my roots here at the top. You can see the yeah. string gray right here. And I don't think about it. I look in the mirror, and it's not even anything I think about anymore. It's just... Did it take you a while? No. Immediately, you were like, I'm on it. This um, is it. Immediately. Probably because I'm not 100% gray. I, I do have some friends that are going through the same process um, right now we're kind of inspiring each other and they're 100% gray. And so I'm not going through that transition. I think that that would take, um, it takes a lot of guts and I, I think I admire them. That sure does. A lot. I mean, just, you know, you associate gray with growing older Mm -hmm. and, but looking old. Yeah. Looking old. Yeah. Not growing old, looking old. Mm-hmm. And I had, I got over that hump while I was still dyeing my hair. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I'm old. <laughs> Who cares if I look old? You're not old. <laughs> I know I'm but not okay. old. I get it. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So more kudos to you, girl. Thanks. Yeah, it's just, it's just all part of the process, I think. Yeah, and I think like what you said, inspiring somebody else that may be listening to this, mm-hmm. if it's gray or if it's something on your face or if it's whatever it is. Or your natural hair color. Mm-hmm. I have had, you know, since I've, you know, I mentioned I've got, I've got two other friends that are going through this gray process together and then I have another wonderful friend who's going back to her, her original color. Ooh, what is that? Um, just brown. It's, she's going from blonde to brown. Yeah. And, you know, her, her message to me was, why am I trying to cover who I am? Right. And I was she's like, amen, sister. She's probably been used to it her whole life. That's right. Yeah, same with you. Because it's an, it is also a way to express yourself too. Yeah. If you want to use your hair color in that way. But I'm, 
covering my gray was expressing it in a way that I chose not to express anymore. Yeah. So thanks. I love it. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's very you. Thank you. Because I know you and Mm -hmm. I mean, I see you and I'm like, yeah, I've got a ton of compliments. I can't even tell you. I mean, I think, uh, especially when I, when I do wear it down and I do my hair, I don't blow my hair. I also went from the transition. In fact, this was harder from blowing my hair out to straight to curly. Yeah, I do remember that. That was actually harder than the gray because to my get curls used to it. My curls aren't great and mm-hmm. I never really knew what my hair was going to look like by the end of the day yeah. and I'm still not very good at it. I don't know if my product mix is right. That was harder than the gray. So you're just naturally going you're just like embracing the curl. Yeah, yeah I'm just embracing like Ooh. what it wants to do. See, I'm with well, that hard. would be hard for it's me. It's pretty hard. Because if my hair were even shorter, I look like a helmet head. Oh, like yeah. Darth Vader. Helmet I've got head. some big hair too. It's big. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, um, we'll keep that. Yep. In the private. Yeah, you just keep watching. You just keep watching what's going on here because this is. Uh... I love it. Thanks. Okay. So you talked about finances, and this is my newest obsession. Yeah, I've noticed. I love it. I've been on this journey for almost a year, and I wrote a blog or something about it, and. You always tend to reach out when mm-hmm. it can, you can connect with something that I write, and thank you for that. Yeah, you bet. Um, but I want to know a little bit more about your journey because you yes. just reposted something, and I'm like, "Damn it, she gets it." <laughs> I was like, "I need." I mean, because you were inspired. This is why I'm starting this podcast, yeah. right? Like to 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 dig in, and mm-hmm. I get inspired by people's stories and. Because a lot of times you see people from the outside and you don't really get the chance to get in. No. And your perspective changes and your respect for somebody's story mm-hmm. changes. And you're like, I, I can do this yes. because she did it. That's right. And we can maybe hold each other accountable That's or right. whatever it is. So I want to know where it started for you. Yes. Because you're, you're debt free now, right? I am 100%. As of October? As of October. Mm-hmm totally jealous it is hard it's really hard so I want to know about I want to know I mean start wherever yeah um so I mentioned earlier the culmination of things right where Mm -hmm. it is the fogginess the health the and then the third pillar as I mentioned is the finances of just like am I living my best life yeah so really came down to I'm the money manager in the house I'm also the breadwinner Mm -hmm. And by, by a lot. And it always have been our entire marriage. That's just been our dynamic. And so I um, was doing the finances. And, and remember when we worked back at Exact Target, um, I was making a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, a lot. I, I most You were in sales. I was in sales. We you were, killed it. What I loved about you is that you, you weren't like the typical salesperson, mm-hmm. though. You, were, you created relationships. You did things that were right for the client. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, I shouldn't be saying the typical salesperson, but well, like you, there's a stereotype and yeah. I don't, I didn't fit the stereotype. Yeah, you didn't. And you and I were working very closely together and I found a way to be really good at my job. And yeah. I was really proud of that. You were great. I made a lot of money. And so when I made a lot of money, I made uh, money driven decisions mm-hmm. instead of what is best for us and our family de- decisions. And one of those things that I did was I bought a house that we could afford but what I didn't anticipate later on in life that I didn't want to afford it anymore. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was going to get in and I was going to make it cosmetically more pleasing. I thought I was going to fill every room in the house with furniture and things that it needs. And then after taking a pause and having babies and then exact targets sold, mm-hmm. wasn't making the money that I used to, mm-hmm. therefore money was more valuable. Um, I didn't even know if I wanted to be doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so does that mean a decrease in pay? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have a $2,000 mortgage and I pay $800 in utilities. And that's money I could be doing other things with, Mm -hmm. like vacations or saving it so I could retire early. And I just was just like, I, I talked to my husband and we only lived in that house for five years. And he was like, listen, my husband is amazing. And he lets me kind of run the show because he's so laid back. But he put his foot down and he said, listen, I'm on board with this, but I love this house and I don't want to move again. So if we are going to do this, we are not going to move for a very long time and it is going to be so right we can feel it in our bones. 
And when he puts his foot down like that because he never does it, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm, I, this, we're going to make this happen and it's going to be right. So I started to, we started to go to open houses. I knew I had to get rid of the house. I knew this Mm -hmm. had to be the thing that we did. And started going to open houses, started just looking around. What can we afford? What would we want to afford? I never expected not to have a mortgage. I just thought I'd have a smaller mortgage. I would like to have like $500 and $700 for my mortgage every yeah. month. Like that was, that was the goal, yeah. right? And um, so I'm sitting on a beach in Michigan with a best girlfriend from college, and she is a got her master's in counseling, and I'm telling her about all these things and these feelings and all she the gets things it. that are happening. And then, you know, she's like, you know, pulling it out of me, and we're talking, and then I'm telling about other things in my life. And I was like, you know... My dad, my grandma's been passed for about five years, and my dad just he's doesn't want to be a landlord anymore. He's been renting my grandmother's house. He's been renting my grandmother's house. Oh my god, I should buy my grandmother's house. <laughs> Light bulb. Light bulb. Light bulb. And I'm like, I yell over at PJ, we should buy my grandmother's house. And then my friend's husband looks at her and goes, Oh, Colleen, what have you done? <laughs> So, Wait a minute, were booze involved? No, we're just sitting, it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we're sitting on the beach. He's like, what have you done, Colleen? What if, oh no, they're making big life decisions in this moment. She was just there. She was just there. She Moral just, support. Yeah, she was just like, she was just making me, giving me the space to have the thoughts, right? Yeah. And so we came home from this vacation, and um, we came to the house, and felt really small. You know, we were moving from 5,000 square feet on five acres in Marion County to 1,700 square feet. Yeah. So then talk about inward With two kids. With two two boys. Two boys. Mm -hmm. Um, They've never shared a room before. I was an only child, Mm -hmm. so I like quiet. I like naps. I like space. Mm -hmm. Um, And... And we had to really come together as a family and figure out if we could do this. Yeah. And my husband was like, listen, we can do this. Can you do this? Mm-hmm. And it really challenged me. It challenged me so hard. And I, my philosophy was, we have to do this. Mm-hmm. And we did. We gutted this house. I mean, and, and you know, we talked about what we should and shouldn't talk about. Um, 20 months ago, I was at $400,000 in debt. Wow. 20 months ago? 20 months ago. I love this. So I mean, I yeah, that, I, that's and that's what a lot of people don't talk about. No, and that's not. I did not post that on Facebook. Yeah. Right? I mean, I would have. Maybe that will come out. It will come out. Maybe I'll talk about it in a blog someday. I don't know. But my mortgage was three hundred twenty thousand dollars, and once I sold that house, mm-hmm. once I paid off a home equity line of credit that I took out to gut this house, yeah. Um, I looked at my spreadsheet and was like, holy cow. We can be debt free in eighteen months, and that now thinking back to that moment of looking at the spreadsheet, knowing that I'm paying too much on my mortgage, the goal was not debt free. It 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 appeared as I started to pull off these items off of the list of what we were paying for, and I'm like, holy cow, we could be debt free because my idea in my head was, if I sell my house, that means I can afford to get a housekeeper every week. If I sell my house, that means I can afford to do X, You're just replacing it. Yes. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people do when they... That's right. It's natural to do that. It is. It's hard. It is very, very hard. It's the natural thing. It's like, oh, I can make my life easier by hiring help. I can make my life easier by doing this. I looked at that spreadsheet and it was like, oh my gosh, we could live off $40,000 a year. Now, it wasn't that number at that time, but that's what it netted out to me. And so I paid off my last payment on, um, I'm still in sales, so commission day was Halloween, and I paid off my last payment on, uh, on Halloween, and since then we've, we've been debt free for just two months now. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Did you guys celebrate? No, because I'll tell you, and this sounds so cliche, oh God, the journey was way more exciting than, than that day. Really? Yes. It was like this... Looking at it, counting down, planning. I kind of feel you there. Yeah, and then it happened. It was like... You're like, we knew it was coming. We're, there was no balloons or confetti. It was like, oh, okay, we're done free now. Yay, high five. So now what? How do you stay out of it? Are you guys committed to it? Yeah, so PJ's going to go to grad school starting in the fall, and we're going to pay for his grad school in cash. 
That's perfect. I think um, that's yeah, and that's what you know. There are a lot of okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just rewind for a second. Yeah, because I follow Dave Ramsey, and he's yeah. the one that he, along with a, a, a good friend that's a money mindset coach, kind of inspired me to to get on my little thing. Yeah. But um, there are a lot of people that don't make a lot of money. That's right. And yes. they're and they're not married. That's right. And so their journey may not happen as fast. No, but it can. It it it's, it can. Um, the reason it happened so fast for us because of the house. You did, got some money back for it. We did. Uh, no, no, actually, we didn't. We didn't. We lost. We lost money on the house. Did you? Yeah, we did. And um, but the fact that we sold it. Mm-hmm. And what what happened? So another thing that I didn't mention is that my dad sold me this house for fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And so, because of the success at Exact Target, I my savings is is fine, yeah. and I was able to write a check for it. Yeah. So it wasn't the sell of the sell of the house eliminated that debt. Being able to write a cash check for a house gave us the freedom. Whew. Those are things I never, ever, ever in my whole life would have been able to plan for. I yeah. just wouldn't have. So if you don't make a lot of money, it is about I think just living within your means and saving something. Yeah. Saving something. Something. Because I made a significant amount of money and I lived paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So I, I, I firmly believe, and I'm only on one salary right now. Yeah. Um, my husband doesn't hardly, he hardly works yeah. in his nursing job. And so there's lots of two salary professionals out there that could easily do this. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, if they wanted to. Yeah, no, I, this is, I, I never balanced a, pay, a, a checkbook. Mm-mm. No. Everything's online now. Yep. But I question everything that comes through now. Yeah, we do. I even questioned all the target expenses oh, that I God. made for Christmas. I was like, I called and I was on the phone for probably 30 minutes going, why are, they were just itemized. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm a little embarrassed mm-hmm. now, but that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with it my husband has a little problem with it because Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed but I know when we're going to be debt free I know Mm -hmm. when we're going to be able to pay off half of our mortgage yep and I'm probably going to be the same way by the time Mm -hmm. we get there there won't be balloons nope because we are excited now oh yeah that we'll get there that's it it outweighs the excitement that once you achieve and I I don't follow Dave Ramsey I understand his concept concepts one thing that I do appreciate about him is he creates the celebration for those people who do go debt free he creates that moment for them yeah because it would be nice to have a moment, I'm not going to lie. You can still have a moment. I know. Hey, just get the boys to, like, write a sign and, yes. like, take a picture and there post it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Totally. And I think that that Facebook post that I posted about it was, I didn't expect the reaction that I got. I did not expect that. It was all very positive. Lots and lots of comments. But now that I reflect on it, it was kind of my moment. I didn't think about it at the time. I didn't it anticipate your for it. It is moment. You totally put it out there. Yeah. It's hard. Just, I, I'll tell you, I've got nine meetings because of it. Yeah, people want to. People want to know how to do it. They do. People they want to get talk serious about it. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't. So, so yeah, Dave, Dave Ramsey has like this this method, right? Mm-hmm. And I I constantly want to like, oh, I'll just skip to step nine mm-hmm. and like come back to step seven. But I'm like, no, oh, he's got this method for a reason. Yeah. Um, but everyone's everyone's different. Yeah. So it, I mean, everyone's decisions may need to skip a step. That's right. And I, because of our non traditional way of doing this, um, and gutting this house, I used my three to six months emergency fund in order to gut this house. So right, yeah. I'm debt free. But right now, I, I have long term savings, but I don't have a three to six months savings um, right now. I'm building that back up. So yeah, there are things that I've just kind of done backwards for the prioritization of the debt free and. Um, I do have long-term savings and I do work with a financial advisor and he kind of, he was like encouraging me because the APRs are so low on a mortgage. Mm-hmm. He was like, you should just take the mortgage because then I can invest this money and you get a better return. And I was headstrong on this. I was like, give me the 50 grand. He was like, okay, fine. It's your money, you know? And, um, I appreciate him giving me somebody to think about. Yeah. Um, but but that's just the way that we chose to yeah. do it. And, and he was, but also like build up that three to six months. So you don't call me when, because this is, yeah. it's, we, this is the way we should be doing things. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I feel like. And I, I believe we should be too. He's not convincing me. It made him sound like he was convincing me. He's not. <laughs> it's, it's not a perfect, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I hate spreadsheets. I never balance a checkbook like I said. It's really hard. But I immerse myself into mm-hmm. it. And you know, I equate this to fitness. Mm-hmm. 
there are so many people that come to me and they're like, I have not been into like working out in a long time. I'm very out of shape or like, how do I get into something? And I'm like, you just start. Like I, I just started this financial, financial journey and I had no experience. Mm-mm. You just got to start and you got to practice. That's right. right? You've got to like stay consistent with it. And that's, you know, I'm in there regularly throughout the week looking at that spreadsheet moving numbers, shifting numbers, because shit comes up all the time. All the time. We need new breaks, or, you know, there's a flight that we got to pay for, for yeah. an upcoming vacation. That's right. It just... It's it comes way, up all the time. It ebbs and flows, and you just got to roll with and it. And what you were doing a year ago, I will put money on it, is not even close to what you're doing now. Oh, my God, no. Yep. A year ago, I was so... I was kind of depressed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what it was that I needed. But mm-hmm. once I took control of my finances, mm-hmm. I feel so in control. I, that's, you, you, I've had a coffee with somebody and I, that is, you took the words out of my mouth. You, you are in control. You feel in control. Yeah. Every decision you make, it is, yes, we can do that because I know we've got the funds for it. Not only do we have the funds for it, it's not going to push us over in any category or oof, that's a stretch. Yeah, yeah. And am I willing to make that stretch right now? I know it doesn't fit in, and I feel so empowered to say, you know what? This is what we're going to be doing at this time frame, and I have no qualms about it. Yeah, it never doesn't make me anxious or scared or nervous or oh anything. Oh my gosh, talking about anxiety, I will walk in, and this is why I do a lot more of my shopping online because mm-hmm. I will physically get warm in a checkout line mm-hmm. at Target because mm-hmm. I just have shit in my cart that I don't need. I don't go into stores anymore. Yes. And, and you can't because you if really you just can't. have that impulse to like yeah. pull anything off the aisle, you know, you or the go. shelf. It's like you can't. And, um, but, but going back to it, like I, I felt it was almost like it completed me in a way to yes. make me feel the confidence that I needed to make some decisions that I needed to do personally to get out of that funk. Yes. And maybe finances isn't it for you, but it was for me. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in control of your finances, get in control because it, this is the quote that Dave Ramsey has. You live like no one else now, so yeah. you can live like no one else later. Yep. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I do too. And I did have a pretty big moment um, where I was feeling all of this pressure. I actually kind of forgot about this until this moment. What well, was feeling all this pressure, looking at the balance, you know, looking at my spreadsheets, looking at my mortgage feeling the pressure of being the breadwinner mm-hmm. and just everything that comes with that living, keeping up this life. And then I, I was had a friend who was working at a company and I called the company. It was a nonprofit in order to get in touch with her. And they're like, Oh, she's not working with us anymore. She had something happen to her eyes and she had to quit. Mm. And it was this thing that pushed me over the edge where I was like, what if something happens to my eyes? <laughs> We're laughing about it, but it was it was the thing I needed. Where it was just like, oh, oh no! You don't want to leave your family in a position to have to pick up where, where oh, they, we would, they they would never be able to. We would have been so screwed yeah. by the, the mess I had put us in if something would have happened to me. Yeah. Unless I would have had to die, so they could get my insurance, my yeah. life insurance. And so that was the thing. I was like, we are done with this yeah. because now. He could work part time in nursing, and they would survive. They would survive, and um, so this is just we had to do it. There was no question we had to do this because I couldn't handle it. I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. So to back to Dave Ramsey is just like I, I believe in that quote of living later, but I needed comfort that everybody could live now. Yeah. And and that's also very reminiscent of a yoga practice of the present. Mm-hmm. Right, thinking about the present, making yourself in the present, and I think that that just br- brought me a lot of peace. Just I like making, that tie-in. Yeah, making it all like we're safe today. We are safe today. That's all we need. Yep. Right for, for my anxiety, anyways. Right, <laughs> right. Well, it's it's changed me, and and you know, I'll only spend a few more seconds on this. Mm-hmm. It's changed me in a way to change my perspective. I do want all the things. I do too. I so want, badly. I want to redo my house. I oh. mean, I am obsessing over your house, which by the way, I'm Thanks. entering into a new project called Happy Spaces. Mm. So if you're cool with it, I'm going to take some photos yeah. of this place because it's the bomb.com. Thanks. Um, I purposefully made it 
a place that we would really want to live. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. all I want to do. I want to get to a place where we can just live. That's right. Like, I want to get that stupid trench in my basement. Yeah. So we can at least put a rug down there. Yeah. You know, and yeah. make it a play space and, like, fix up the things that we need to and then maybe buy a new, some new curtains. I don't know. That's right. But, like, you know, I just want to live mm-hmm. and not worry about it. Nope. Not worry about it at all. I don't either. So, I don't yeah. want. I just don't want my house to be the thing that I worry about. I just don't. I just don't. I want it to be this about. No, I want to be the place that I exist. So yeah. I hear you. Oh my god. Well, oh, thanks. Hey, thanks. this has been awesome. Yeah. Thanks for thinking of me. I think, like I said, your story can help inspire someone else along the way, I no matter so. what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks for uh, thanks for supporting me and everything. Oh, also, gosh. by the way, I'm your number one fan. Ever I since love the it. Beginning. I love it. And you have been. I really, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, all right. You bet.